Welcome to Intersections, an Avondale Originals podcast. Bringing together the most intriguing people from entrepreneurs to explorers, we dive in to find their common intersections and provoke elevated conversations. Follow along as we discuss life, business, fast cars, and everything in between. In this episode of Intersections, two close friends, Nastia Lukin and Noura Bass, meet on a beautiful day in the bustling city at the historic Adolphus Hotel to catch up on life, share pivotal moments, drive dream cars, and discuss how success has evolved over their many careers. Their conversations, stories, and backgrounds are quite different, but they share many commonalities, such as their ability to overcome adversity in pursuit of the other side of fear. The vehicles featured in this episode are two iconic luxury SUVs, the Mercedes-Benz G550 or G-Wagon and the Aston Martin DBX, courtesy of Avondale dealerships. Oh, that was fun. So how was that your dream car? Um, yes. Like you have been talking about that for so long. I know. <laughs> um, and also the dream car maybe you never knew you needed. Yeah. I mean, that was the smoothest drive. Like I could, you know, be in it. I mean, we want to go to Vegas. We can hop in right now. Like that Road was trip? incredible. Yeah. I mean, you looks pretty good too. Thank you. Well, you looked great. I'm so glad Avenel brought us together. And I remember like one of the many times, obviously, that you have been to my house. I noticed that you pulled up in another new car. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. You're like, what's going yeah, on? But I literally said that. And it was like so cool hearing about it before I ever had because any idea Because it is like it. literally the easiest program. Um, I mean, concierge service, drop off, change out anytime you want. Very I mean, much you. Say like, no more. <laughs> like, yes, life is busy. You got it? Okay, great. Yeah. Throw me the keys and I'm done. So it's awesome. No, and I, I remember thinking like, wait a second, like this seems like almost too easy. But you're right, like with like a lifestyle that you have and I have and just like everybody, the convenience of it is just... I don't know it's why awesome. it didn't exist before and why I didn't know more about it. Um, but I think one of the craziest things about our friendship and our relationship is we have lived in, okay, so LA, Boston. New York, Boston, and now here. And we never met until we got no, to Dallas. And I think- Same area in LA, same area in New York. And, and like the same friend group in Boston, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like the whole, it was like so the crazy. And I think that's- one of the coolest things about Dallas, and we talk yeah. about this all the time, but it's just, first of all, it's a melting pot, I think. Yeah. And it just brings some of the most incredible people together that are so driven and so motivated, yet have the kindest souls and hearts. I don't know about you, I didn't feel that way in other cities. And I yeah. think for me living in Dallas, like essentially my whole life and then experiencing all of that and then coming back again, it makes you just appreciate so much. Right. Um, and especially, you know, it's like you are no stranger to hard work. And for me, both my parents were gymnasts and so I remember everybody constantly telling me, especially I'm the only child, they were like, oh, yeah. you, you, you're gonna be good. And I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I have a little bit of gymnastics in my blood right. and like some good genes, I guess. But it wasn't, you know, talent is just like, like the bare minimum of yeah. what it takes to be successful in totally. any anything that you wanna do. And I think it was, it's the hard work, really. And for you too, like you have to, you know, go out there and you're meeting people mm -hmm. that you're trying to essentially help 
start the next chapter of, of their life. Right. And it's a tra- it's been a transition for you, yeah. but it's also like transitions for them. It's scary and it's daunting. And, yeah. you know, so like, what is like that moment for you where you're like, this is why I do what I do? Everything you want is on the other side mm-hmm. of fear. And that's how I see like almost everything in my life. I'm like, okay, put the fear aside and Mm -hmm. just go for what you want. When I graduated, I knew I wanted to work around beautiful things. And I was like you, so much of a planner Mm -hmm. and logistics base and (laughs) detail oriented. And I was like, well, how do I tell you to To the point that like some of our friends are just like, okay, stop planning. Yeah, like you guys have to stop. You're measuring out this cup. Like you especially are (laughs) crazy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was all about, you know, the details and wedding planning to me was just such an easy fit. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, great. This is, you know. And you have such an eye for like. Love mm -hmm. that. I mean, it was so my language. Mm -hmm. And and it really is like the biggest day of someone's Mm -hmm. life. You're, you know, you're not only joining together two families, it's, you're, you're right there front and center, Mm -hmm. zipping them up in the dress, putting the cufflinks Mm -hmm. on. I mean, you, you get as close as can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I always associate that as the biggest day of someone's life. And with real estate, when you're talking about something as as personal, you know, it's their biggest financial investment. And while they are two completely different things, they just have so many similarities. And when you're that front and center person, that's really, really, you know, handling Mm -hmm. every ounce of the transaction. So much, I think, of of what I do is beyond just finding the home. It's really Mm -hmm. like a fulfillment and it's a milestone situation, Mm -hmm. whether it's the, you know, the first time home buyer is coming in or, I mean, you know, the couple that's moving in for the first, these are all major milestones, but you're right there front and center. It's a fit and it's Mm -hmm. finding that fit Mm -hmm. and really just, you know. And like not wanting to disappoint that, right? Like there's a lot, like, and not that you would disappoint them, but like everybody has a different Preference style. and taste and right. style, yeah. Right. And so it's you want to make It's not a one-size-fits-all. Correct. And it's a very personal And we're people-pleasers. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that it's with both of our jobs. You're mm-hmm. just sort of around the clock and you're like, okay, well, this Doesn't is it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, you up? <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finishing a, yeah. you know, like something. Yeah. Right. But the, the gratification, I think, at the end of that mm-hmm. is just so worth it. Hard work never disappears. Yeah. And looking back at all the years of training. Yeah. Seven hours a day, six days a week. You know, a lot of people are like, you missed out on so much in like a childhood or just your teenage years, high school, whatever. And I'm like, it's perspective, right? It's it's the way you want to look at it. Like right. someone can feel that way. But for me, okay, yes, I didn't go to public high school and yeah. like have Friday nights, you know, out with my high school friends. But I got to experience some of the most incredible things that I would have never experienced had it not been for gymnastics exactly. and traveling the world and representing the country and and like just the life lessons that it taught me. And I always remember thinking, I have the rest of my life now to have sleepovers like we do yeah. with my dog, Harley. <laughs> Harley's um, always invited. Um, yeah. But it's, it's like, it's moments like that where you kind of look back and life shouldn't be easy, I think. Um, But the moments that you spend working so hard for a goal or for a purpose, like that is something you'll never regret, you know? But going back to, you know, my second kind of like Olympic cycle, I try to make my second Olympic team 
going in now as, you know, the reigning Olympic all-around champion. And I don't think trials, like going into that competition with all the pressure on me, on my very best event, I fell flat on my face. And I remember laying there on that mat. Which probably felt like 20 seconds. Literally, like it was, <laughs> first of all, I was confused. I'm like, why am I on the floor? I'm like looking back up on the bar and my dad, who was my coach was standing there, his, the dad instinct came out and he was like, are you okay? And I was just like, yeah. But I was so embarrassed, I was so mortified. I literally wanted to crawl like underneath the podium and like walk out of the competition arena. And I knew in that moment I was not making that Olympic team. Like you don't make an Olympic team by falling on your face. And I got back up, I finished my routine, I landed on my feet knowing that that routine didn't matter, right? Like my career essentially was over in that moment. As I walked off the podium, I looked around and all of a sudden there was 20,000 people on their feet. I had my first standing ovation for the worst routine of my entire life. That became the defining moment of my career in life. Right. Because when I won the Olympic all-around gold medal, I was standing there on the podium, sure people were cheering and clapping and saying congratulations, but it just made me realize that we will never be defined by a gold medal a job title, a salary, no. a relationship, like any of those things, people will still love and support you no matter what. And that's why it's so important to be a good person and have a good heart and find something that you truly love to do, something that you're passionate about. Something that fuels you. Something that fuels yeah. you. Yeah. You falling on your face, you just described that. That to me seems like the most human experience. I mean, we fall down every day mm-hmm. and they always say, well, it's how you pick yourself back up. Absolutely. To get up and to hustle and to do, you know, to have that drive, that's something that is beyond any monetary means. That's just about being you know, your best self yeah. and really getting it out there and doing it. And it. It doesn't matter what the dollar amount is. It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's, it's the feeling of like, you see how happy someone is. Exactly. Right? It's and almost it's, like the success is yeah. so removed from yeah. the monetary side. hundred percent. Being, you know, not just good at your job, great at your job. And so sort of like, well, okay, what defines that? Mm-hmm. And that is to me, at least that's, that's happy clients, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's really making someone's life yeah, like well, li- yeah. everything I hate to say like life better but yeah if you can add some some value mm-hmm. and and share that do it yeah. do it great you know to get to the closing process and all the moving parts that come you can be hit with you know seven different transactions at once or 17 things that mm-hmm. need revising and it's all these logistics and you can't seem to see the end mm-hmm. of the tunnel and there's no light and you're like what am i <laughs> yeah. doing this for you're like, Wait, do i <laughs> You know, what? Yeah. what is yeah. the end? And then, you know, and that's, but that's just behind the screen. That's yeah, just numbers and logistics. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the fulfilling thing is getting to the other side of that, mm-hmm. giving over the keys and saying, okay, we're complete. Congrats on your help. <laughs> We've closed. We're there, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the human part. So when you sit and just reflect, um, because we both love doing that, <laughs> what would you tell little Nora today? Block out the noise. Literally block out everyone's opinion of what they think you should be doing, you know, with it. No, 
all the background noise, just completely mute it and listen to you and what you want to do because 10 out of 10 times your intuition and instinct is always spot on. And, you know, go for go for what you want. I always say that. Go for exactly what you want. Get after everything you want in this life. You talk about regrets all the time. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I regret. No, at that moment in time, that is exactly what you wanted to do. So just stick with that. Huh. Um, and yeah, and I think, you know, I love when you always say, okay, well, self-worth is not defined what who thinks of me or mm-hmm. this or this and that. No, it's a title that you put on yourself and right. it's what you assign to you. I love that. I am similar to you, very driven to achieve that end goal. Right. Result driven. Yes. And so sometimes it's like, okay, let's just like hurry, speed up the process. And so I think, yeah, I would just tell my little (laughs) self, um, my younger self to, um, be present because, you know, the process and the journey is just as rewarding and amazing as that end result. Exactly. I mean, you always talk about community and you're like the number one person who goes back when people think about Nastia. They're like, oh my gosh, well, she's involved in this and this. And you're, I mean, you're so selfless. What, like, how do you think that Dallas has sort of like helped you on that too? This city has given me so much. And so it's, it's really, and we've, we've literally been talking about this for a while now because it's, (laughs) okay, you know, we're passionate about so many different things. And so I think... Um, yeah, it's, it's super important. I know for both of us to just find something, um, that we love so much that we can give back. Even the last 10 years, no matter where I was living, I always came back to Dallas because it was home, um, for the holidays and something that I did every single, um, year was, you know, go visit the children's hospital and, you know, just trying to put a smile on someone's face, which is sometimes really hard to do, you know, especially with what they could be going through and, or just trying to bring them a little piece of joy or something like a a stuffed animal or something, right? And the same thing with um, Special Olympics. Ever since I can remember, Sundays were always our day off from training. And every Sunday, I would go into the gym with my mom and we would volunteer and and help coach the Special Olympics. The next generation is, you know, they're our future leaders, our future doctors, our future athletes, like they're a future everything. And I just think that that's something that I'm constantly like fueled by every single day is to try to help inspire and, and motivate them to realize that they truly can be anything that they want to be. Totally. I mean, I think when we talk about giving back, we focus first on our local communities. Mm -hmm. And that's what me and you always talk about. We're like, okay, well, what's What can we do in Dallas? What can we do in Dallas? What's next? You know, just to name a few, two by two, family Mm -hmm. fun. Those are just a few. Um, When I moved to the States, I went to Boston College. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, you know, through that, I was introduced to so many American charities. Mm -hmm. And the one that stood out for me was the Boomer Esiason Foundation that's focused on cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. And that's been a really big one for me uh, to stick to. Uh, But yes, it's all about that giving back to community. We talk about success and getting Mm -hmm. to the next level. And it's like, okay, well, then you're there. So what are you going to do with all that? Even if it's not an organization, but it's literally like, advice with friends, right? Like you, right. We're, we're both always like, okay, just like call me, like, let's talk it through. Yeah. And, and that is so like just the definition. 17 hours of, later. Seven, yeah. 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 Three dinners, 17 hours yeah. and two sleepovers. Like yeah. we got it figured out. But I think that defines, you know, what Dallas is about. Right. And I think, you know, companies like even it, it's, 
it's feeling like you're part of a family and like yeah. that's something like um that Avondale is like to me it, it doesn't matter um that what the industry is you know when you finally kind of feel like you're you step into something and you're part of a family right like that is it's it's really hard to find and so I don't know my advice is always like when you find something like that like hold hang on, on to, to it, it. Yeah. hang on to it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so my showing is actually around the corner from here. Oh my God, perfect. I know. Um, I have to go get Harley. <laughs> Let him out. Um, Best dog mom. But I know we have dinner tomorrow and yes. like all, honestly can't wait to see what new car you show up in again. <laughs> this is so fun. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Intersections, an Avondale Originals podcast for elevated conversations. If you'd like to see more from our guests and the cars featured in this episode, check out the video series on Avondale Dealership's YouTube channel. Questions, comments, or suggestions for future guests? Email us at intersections at avondale.com. Want to check out the cars from this episode and more? Visit Avondale Dealerships at avondale.com to browse our collection of luxury cars. Until the next time!